All right, guys, what's up? Today we are here with Lisa Armitage, and it's been a weird week, and you know, I've been selling our house and uh, or our condo and buying a house, and we've been starting a new cycle, and so my weekends and weekdays have been kind of thrown off, and then I'm out of town from now till the end of the weekend. So I wanted to make sure you guys got something that was special and something that you guys really enjoyed, and I know this interview with Lisa will be something that you guys will pull a lot of nuggets out of. You know, Lisa is an incredible person. She is a mom of three, an entrepreneur who is about to start her third location in just over four years of business, which is incredible in and of itself and blows my mind with their success and their hard work and determination and really the leap that they took to get there. It's a very, very cool story. And if you guys are in that boat of maybe looking for something new to do, I hope you take inspiration from her and inspiration from this. As well as if you guys know somebody who is maybe telling themselves stories in their head about why they can't start CrossFit. We talked a little bit off air about you know people who do a disservice to everybody who works so hard on nutrition and diet to get muscles and people just automatically think that they're going to be bulky. When in reality, Lisa now knows that you really have to work your butt off for years and years and years to even start getting to the point where you start to make that noticeable change from a looks perspective. But she had convinced herself for years that she couldn't do CrossFit uh, because she had exercise-induced asthma and it was very uncomfortable for her and it was very scary, which I think a lot of us can really relate to, the fact that you know coming into something that is scary and intimidating and we don't know anything about can really shut a lot of people down before they even give something amazing a chance. And she has now just flourished. I think so far to date, she has gained something like seven pounds of muscle and lost over 10 pounds of fat. She's changed her body composition over 10% in about a year and has, is now doing pull-ups, is doing toes to bar, rope climbs, double unders. And these are all things that just years ago, she would have just laughed at you if you told her that she was going to be doing this stuff with ease. Uh, but she's a hard worker and has a great mindset, both towards entrepreneurship, which uh, she's a mentor of mine and somebody that I really look up to in terms of her team leadership and forward thinkingness and those things. And then uh, also just a great leader in the gym in terms of you know being a mom and being a role model and being somebody who's really embraced the process at max capacity. So I hope that you guys enjoy this and uh, you enjoy listening to her. She's a passionate person. She gets very energetic when she talks and uh, I just couldn't help but smile pretty much the whole way through. So I hope you guys enjoy. Have a good weekend. All right, guys, today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Lisa. Lisa, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Hi, I am Lisa Armitage, and I am a member at Friendship CrossFit and owner of Goldfish Swim Schools here in Columbus. Can we go through your, some of your other titles, too? <laughs> a mom, wife, yep. fur baby mom. Fur baby mom. Um... Mayor, I've been told, right? Mayor of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like. Uh, I want. I wanted the uh, Columbus. Uh, oh, safety wa- Columbus's water safety expert. Columbus's water yes. safety expert. So, if you guys have any questions about water safety, she is your lady. I'm your girl. Um, so uh, we, you know, recently you took Maria golfing. Yes. Which I appreciate. That takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off of me, and uh, it's something that I've kind of always been more of a fan of is introducing some degree of an expert in to teach her things. So. <laughs> So take all the pressure yeah. off so that now when we go, it can be like, Lisa told me this. I'm like, then you should totally do that. Right. <laughs> um, so where did that come about? And tell me a little bit about your history with golf. 
Um, would a golf come about or yeah. me taking Maria golf? Uh, a little bit of Either both. Of both. Okay. Of, yeah. <laughs> um, I started playing golf when I was in eighth grade. Okay. Um, it was a way for my dad and I to spend time together on the weekends. Nice. And my grandpa, my dad's dad, uh, was very close with him. So the three of us would go. Um, it just kind of started off with like something the three of us could go play, a par three. And I got really good at it yeah. um, pretty quickly. And when I went into my freshman year of high school... Um, I tried out for the team, like fully expecting to like make the freshman squad or something. You yeah. know, I'd only barely been playing like nine months, and um, the coach is like, you know, I feel like you've got a lot of potential. You seem like a really hard worker, so he put me on varsity. <laughs> oh wow! And um, I, I busted my butt and went to golf camps and you know worked at a golf course all throughout high school and part of college, and just became like a really big part of my life. I loved it, um, and did, had the opportunity to walk on at Ohio State. Uh, which was a great opportunity. Um, it was sort of like a transformative year of my life. Like my mom had some health things going on and um, they changed my major that I went there for. Okay. And I don't know, it just, I realized I loved high school golf, but I didn't necessarily want to play like Big Ten golf. Yeah. Um, so I transferred back to Michigan State, um, had the opportunity to walk on there. Decided I just kind of wanted to be a student, um, yeah. which I think was the great choice. But um, after, you know, throughout the rest of college and afterward, enjoyed playing just for fun. Yeah. Um, once we had kids, um, that kind of got put on the back burner for a while just because I just didn't have enough energy or, you know, uh, time. Yeah. But um, we were starting to get back into it again, and yeah. I love it. Um, and I was really excited. Maria's shared so many, you know, like really helpful, informative, you know, things with the gym. And I thought, you know, hey, I could actually teach her to, you know, a thing or two. Yeah. So uh, we went out to the range for the day and we had a lot of fun. Well, and she said she came back. She was super excited. She like, she was <laughs> over the moon. She loved the experience. But she had said she thought that getting coached by somebody who she coached all the time was actually like something that really, she felt at least like strengthened your guys' connection. Yeah. Like from like athlete to coach and coach to athlete and Absolutely. all that stuff. So it's kind of a cool, something that we've, I guess, never really like gone out of our way to to think about. But yeah. she said she thought that that uh, helped your guys' connection. And I think more than anything, sometimes it's helpful to be able to make analogies. Yeah, right? And for sure. be able to say it's kind of like this or it's kind of like that. Yeah. And I've, I played every sport except for soccer so Maria kind of fixed my soccer <laughs> boat, but every sport except for soccer so I've always been really good at trying to make sure that like I can articulate what I want somebody to do based on kind of their own sport yeah. um, so that's really cool that you guys went and did that and now you're mentoring your own daughter and, yes. uh, into some beginnings of golfs yes. and tournaments and some of that kind of stuff is that just, like it's it's paying it forward now it's like four generations of kind of yeah kid doing this so it's it was really neat. My dad was in town over the Memorial Tournament, and um, my dad and myself and Catherine all played together, yeah. and that was really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we played in the mother-daughter tournament a week or two ago, and that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it's just it's a great activity for our family to do together. It's something we're all really interested in. So. Well, and so Catherine is much, again, like yourself, yeah. is a mini entrepreneur <laughs> at heart. And so she's got my heart with that. I love, like, I had that itch as a kid to want to, like, I had these big ideas and things that I really wanted to do, um, and you really, you really nurtured that with her. And so, tell me a little bit about, about kind of some of the things that she's done. Yeah, she's into. She comes up with these ideas, and and she's kind of honed in. She kind of had like this huge, vast amount of ideas, and then we've kind of been able to, you know, filter them into some similar things. So yeah. she, um, she's been collecting golf balls at the golf course by her house and sells them. So if anyone's in need of golf balls, give me a call. And um, she's been making some money doing that. Um, she's also been kind of like 
I guess like maybe like four caddying on one of the holes by yeah. our house. And um, when, you know, during a tournament, the guys or women will come up and she'll offer to like rake the bunkers, tend the flag, fix the ball marks, spot further balls, get them out of the water. Yeah. Um, and she's made a lot of money doing oh, wow. it. Um, yeah. So those are her two more recent um, ventures, but she's also doing mother's helper stuff. Yeah. Um, She's always creating like various business cards and flyers. And, and, stuff, and so, so, for people who are listening, how old is she? She's eleven. Eleven, right? And she's just dominating. Yeah. she's just killing it. Yeah. So it's really, really cool. I think it's so, it's so exciting to see that like initiative. Yeah. really is what it is. She's a hustler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's really cool, and that's like so. Uh, right when you had sent me the thing about the golf, uh, golf balls. Doug had just gotten back from like a guy's trip and he's one of our evening members and and he's like, Oh my god, I had to have lost seventy golf balls this weekend. <laughs> and like so you start looking at that and like she finds some pretty high quality balls and she's right. like, I mean, you're talking like these could only have been played with for seven hole what hole do you guys live on? We live on five. We're on five. So yeah. it's like they, they might be just be four holes yeah. old and then they're they're hitting them into the ravine and they're gone forever. So. Yeah, she sorts them by, you know, pro V ones yeah. and down to top flights. Yeah. So she you know, and she asks what you like, she puts them in a milk carton. I mean she's got that's a whole great. process. Yeah. So. It's really, really cool. And I think it's like but that's the beginning of it. Is in you know, it's now with in golf balls are so expensive yeah. it's such like a you know for me i have this like push fade problem that like drifts and i hit a lot i lose a lot of balls but for me i don't play enough anymore to really care about it so right. it's a it's a tangible value add for somebody to be doing that so it's really cool yeah uh, did you play any of those sports or anything else growing up um not really i i wish i could say i did because it'd, it'd be much more interesting but i um i dabbled in a lot did you I, swim um, no, I joke that Steve is the swimmer on the land mammal. Yeah. That's kind of like my shtick when I talk to people. Um, I mean, I know how to swim. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can teach swimming yeah. really well. Like, yeah. I'm a really good teacher, but I never really just, like, my parents and my grandparents taught me up on the lake and kind of threw me off the pontoon boat, and yeah. I kind of just figured it out. Yeah. Um, I dabbled. I tried playing basketball. I ended up shooting it in, like, the wrong basket. <laughs> um, tried playing tennis. Was really into it just because of tennis skirts. Yep. And then I was kind of just like really started like a lot of individual sports, a lot of individual things I kind of liked more. Um, and Steve is constantly like, you always are steering our kids toward individual sports. Like get him into the group stuff, get him the team sports. Cause yeah. that's really where he was involved. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very, I, I don't do it on purpose. It just kind of, that was my experience. I, I think I'm an only child. Yeah. So I don't know if that's part of it. I didn't grow up with siblings. So I kind of was just really self-motivated and like depending on myself more so. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe that's where it comes from. How has having multiple kids been different <laughs> for somebody who's like a single parent or a single, single child? Yeah. Um, I never would have thought I would have three kids like yeah. three kids is a lot yeah. like in a good way mm -hmm. um I would just like I think Catherine is very similar to me where like she's very mature for her age she prefers hanging around adults um she's kind of an old soul like that's exactly how I was yeah um and then now I have like you know Charlie and Ben which are there's eight and six and I kind of joke that like Catherine was like me and then Charlie and Ben were like Steve and his brother and yeah. we've kind of just mushed everybody together and I, it took me a long time to understand that they're like brothers and they're playing and they're not really fighting and yeah. it's like loud and I, it's just, it's like, it was a lot for me to get used to, especially yeah. once. It's a very different household. Yeah. Like yeah. my house was very quiet growing up. Yeah. Like, and our house is not. Yeah. And I really embraced it. Like I love it. Yeah. But my mom just like laughs. Like I never would have imagined that you would have had three kids. And I was yeah. like, I didn't either. But yeah. it's cool. I love it. Cause growing up, I mean, I loved my childhood, but it was just very like, just 
quiet and calm and it's yeah. kind of neat to just kind of it's more adult i yeah. feel like because your time is spent more around yeah. adults as opposed to like you know maria especially where you, when you really talk to her right. it's like you have four siblings it's right. like your time is spent with all like siblings and cousins and people you're or closer to your yeah. age and so it's much more childlike yeah. right um which leads to like pluses and minuses yeah both. absolutely um, i mean i wouldn't have it any other way you know with our kids and being an only child it's all i've ever known but it's definitely like i said to steve actually yesterday charlie and ben are together so much yeah like how are they not sick of each other i mean honestly like they really are best friends and as much as they sometimes like squabble they really do get along yeah. so well and i told them I was like i never had that growing up so yeah. i think it's really cool that they yeah. have each other and Catherine is so sweet with them but she really sort of like you know i think it it kind of makes our relationship unique her and I because she's like okay my two crazy brothers are yeah, doing exactly. this like yeah. I'm gonna kind of hang with mom yeah. and yeah. she's got her girlfriends and stuff but it's it's been a fun dynamic I think my mom would have killed to have a female in the house yeah. like that that like she could <laughs> lean on um, but yeah you know it, it's it's interesting where brothers they're about to like shift out of that age it's yeah. like once you start getting to like the older brother gets into that like fourth fifth sixth grade yeah. that's when that starts to kind of linger away a little bit and then he kind of starts to you know it's not cool to hang out with your right. little brother anymore and so uh so that stuff's always interesting because they have the same age gap that me and my brother did yeah. uh and we were very very close up until um you know around that age range and then you start to separate and then the maturity levels change yeah. and the school changes <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff and it's not um you know school becomes less about fun and more about education so then there's pressures and all that stuff and the little son, the little brother is still like no like let's just go play right. like we can go do whatever <laughs> we want man we don't need to do that let's like school's out let's go yeah. do stuff he's like i've got homework and like algebra and i'm right. like i don't know what that is let's oh, yeah, go have some fun yeah let's go to the river um so uh so what did what else did you do physically before like crossfit so let's say like post post having kids okay um you know workout wise were you into anything did you find anything that really like you know stuck a niche because you had tried CrossFit a little bit before and then you yeah. stopped and Steve had come and started and been at Friendship for a little while and then you kind of came back and started. Yeah. Um, what did your like workout life look like between, you know, having Ben yeah. and then like now? Well, the reason that I had stopped was I had developed exercise-induced asthma, which was really strange because like I didn't know anything about it. Like no one in my family had it. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And it kind of freaked me out. Um... So I just kind of sort of thought in my head, like, okay, I have this. That means I can't do certain things and I'm just going to be okay with that and find other things. And so I kind of tried, I I worked a little bit with a trainer and and she was, um, she was really sweet and really great, but I kind of really missed like, quite honestly, like barbell. Like I I missed weights, like heavy weights and lifting, which was so strange when for my friends from prior, you know, would have probably never thought that about me. Um, and I tried like Orange Theory and again, I thought it was awesome, but you know, I guess, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of Orange Theory and, you know, just trying different things, you know, um, like Jillian Michaels DVDs or, you know, just trying some different things. And I didn't really find anything that I was like really, really passionate about, nothing that stuck. And I just sort of had convinced myself though, that I wasn't able to do CrossFit because of the asthma. Like I sort of just labeled myself, which yeah. was ridiculous, but I did. And so I talked to Steve one day and I was like, do you think like I could just go to the gym and just like lift weights? Like I was thinking like barbell club. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to do like barbell club. Do you think I could do that? And he's like, I'm sure you could. Like, I don't yeah. know. Talk to them. So, you know, I reached out to Maria and you know, my intent was literally just to work out with Maria and then get to a point where I knew enough about the movements to kind of move into barbell club. Yeah. And she would like, 
catch me sort of like looking at the classes going on out of the corner of my eye. And yeah. she was like, you want to do class, don't you? I'm like, no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. And so um, she was slowly, like she thought she was tricking me, but I knew I was on to her. She was slowly like working this like workouts, you know, CrossFit stuff into our um, one-on-ones. And I remember one day I was, it was like looking back, it, it seemed very complicated at the time. For what I've done now compared yeah. to that was very simple. Yeah. And my asthma flared up. And I got so mad. I used my inhaler and then I, I threw it across the gym and I was just angry. Like, yeah. I have to do this. Like, I'm going to figure this out. And so, you know, Maria was great. Like, we figured out, I got like a heart rate monitor and we kind of started watching my heart. And, yep. you know, we would kind of just work through it very methodically and, you know, very just, um, I, I'm very analytical. And yep. so we kind of started like doing that and we did that for a while and then I, you know, started in class and I would wear my heart rate monitor and then I would say like, I would kind of look and say, okay, I'm going to stop and breathe. Yeah. And then um, at one point I like forgot it one day and then I just like never remembered to get it. Yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this. It just kind of becomes like a, yeah. you sort of feel it. Like, yeah. Kind of, you know, so yeah. that was kind of how it became. Um so yeah, that's kind of how we stumbled back into it. <laughs> yeah, and so you know your numbers are pretty insane, like yeah. in terms of like you know you're what like ten percent body fat improved, yeah. and um, you know pretty pretty crazy about at the high end of what you could really actually achieve, which obviously speaks to your diligence and your hard work both in and outside of the gym. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the things like? That you guys, so you said, you know, Maria and you kind of, you slowly walked up to it. And so that was kind of like your training aspect. Um, But what other things did you kind of implement in terms of like, did you, did you always work on nutrition with Maria? Did you try anything else? I know you did like the whole life challenge. What was that experience like? Maybe talk a little bit about maybe some of the other stuff that you've tried. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind was row club. I know it's kind of out of order, but um, I did both sessions of row club with coach Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Um, New mama. New mama. Um, And so that was like, I think really big for me because I wanted to continue. The one area that I'm like constantly trying to improve is my cardio. And I think because of the asthma, like I'm, I know I need to work on it, but I'm just like very cautious about how I work on it. Yeah. And rowing just felt like a very non-threatening way. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like if I, you know, I'm not going to run and be in the middle of somewhere and then say, oh gosh, like how am I going to get back? Like yeah. I'm just here on the rower. Yeah, and you can get off at any time. Right. Yeah. And Ashley was just like such a great coach and everybody that did it was so much fun. So that was like a huge boost of confidence for me. Um, I loved learning how to row and, um, I really saw like significant improvements in my cardio. So that was well, great. That's, it's like, it's, that's going right at like what scared you. That's, right. I mean, it's yeah. really literally looking your fear right in the face yeah. because it's just all very cardiovascular, very high heart rate, very <laughs> yeah. hard breathing. So, so that's pretty cool that you took, decided to take that yeah. on. That was like a big one. And then, um, Steve and I did the whole life challenge which we loved. Um, Catherine actually wanted to be part of it. Oh, cool. Um, so Maria and Ellie were wonderful and kind of wrote up a little like challenge for her. Oh, cool. Um, so that way she wasn't necessarily like counting macros. Like we kept it very simple. Yeah. Um, and she had a little, you know, thing and logged all of her stuff. So that was kind of something fun that we did as a family. Yeah. Um, and I saw really great results. I can't remember the specific numbers, but I know I saw really good results with that. And that kind of really, I think, on January 1-ish, kind of really started me into, like, being more, like, taking what I'm doing at the gym to the next level. Yeah. Like, coming off of that. Like, I was like, okay, I feel really good. I really like the way I'm feeling. Um, Ellie had actually made a comment in the, like, on-ramping of that where she was like, you know, I would challenge you guys not to drink alcohol. Like, 
Um, and she said, kind of explained like what alcohol does to your liver yeah. and kind of how like it slows and I could be speaking incorrectly. So correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of how it slows your liver from processing like normal foods yeah. and some of the work you're doing and the food you're eating aren't going to be as efficient because the alcohol is kind of like stepping in front of it and, and requiring the attention first. Mm-hmm. So Steve and I decided to give up alcohol during the whole life challenge. Not a big deal. We're not like huge drinkers. I mean, yeah. we're social drinkers, yeah. but, um, I really liked the way it made me feel. And so I kind of continued that. And I think since like January 1, I can count on two hands the amount of drinks I've had. And they've been more of like at like a wedding, like having a toast or, um, you know, just little things. But... Um, I was like joking that our our summer bill, you know, at the at the golf course is going to be so much lower this year yeah, <laughs> because exactly. I'm not drinking. Yeah. Um. So I think you know the the whole life challenge really kind of started that. Like I don't think I would have ever just said like, hey, I'm going to not really drink anymore yeah. if it wouldn't have been from that. Yeah. Um. So I've really gotten focused on that. Um. Really trying to like stick to macros. Um. You know, just tracking my food. I think I'm at like 180 days in a row. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Which now it's like now yeah, it's, it's game yeah, on because I'm up, like I yeah. cannot mess this yeah. up. That's a hell of a streak. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I think that's been um, has been really helpful. So I've been working a lot with a team um, at the gym on nutrition, and um, I don't know. Like I'm always up for stuff. Like whenever you guys have something going on, I'm like. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. Like, I wanna, I wanna see if I can do that. Yeah, you just um, did the squat, squat the cycle. Squat cycle was, was like the opposite of the yeah, row club. Yeah. yeah, squat cycle was amazing. Um, we had like our little like 9:30 crew yeah, that would come and yeah. do it, and um, I don't know. It was just I got to know a lot of other people really well, yeah. which was I wasn't really like expecting that. Like, I was like, oh, this is a great byproduct. I'm getting to know more people. Yeah. But like, I saw. I think when I went and did the bod pod before and after, I had added three pounds of muscle. Yeah. And like 100 percent that was from squat cycle. Like 100. Yeah. percent um, and that was fun and it got me a lot more confident with back squats. Yeah. Um, front squats too, but I think back squats mentally, like it was like something that I was trying to work through. Yeah. So, um, you know, I loved it so much that I'm like working on like the hatch stuff now because I just liked what the squat cycle did for my body and yeah. I liked the way it made me feel. So um, that was like fantastic. I would definitely be up for doing you know, something similar the next sort of cycle you guys have on that. Um, I think it was really um, and you know, it was hard. Like, yeah, it's hard. I squat, like, looked... cy- squat cycles are a different yeah. type of difficulty. <laughs> I did. I tried to do so much work because I knew about seventy percent of the squat cycle group. This was going to be their first yeah. squat cycle, and so there were a lot of people who have maybe you know they've come to class. They maybe have been in the class structure while we were sort of doing a squat cycle. Yeah. But this is like, this was like a, this was a legitimate, like, this is three to four days a week of legitimate squats, like yeah. where you're going to be lifting, like with capacity at that, at that level. And I tried so hard to like prep people like mentally and physically and like, this is what this is going to be. This should like, this is going to get to the point where like, you're going to be so sore. It might be hard to like sleep and yeah. there's going to be some, t- there's going to be some things that are like really tough about this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a different it's a different level of, of difficulty, and uh, I think sometimes that, like, catches people off guard, yeah. regardless of what they've done in the past. Those waves, like, that's no joke. Yeah. Like, I think it was good that I did your squat cycle before I started Hatch, because I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, yeah. I can handle this. Yeah. If I can do Jeff's squat cycle, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, and the the, wa- the waving up and down, sometimes it's, like, a little bit of a kind of, like, a trick mentally, but that feeling that you get is... I think it's addictive. Yeah. I think it's so like, it's, 
you work so hard, but you get this immediate sense of accomplishment and this immediate feedback of like, wow, like that was unbelievably difficult. That was mentally and physically, I was at my capacity to just stand up. Yeah. Uh, And the thing I've always loved about is like with all the chaos and all the crap that everybody has going on, it's like when you're stepped in the bar, if you're thinking about that other stuff, you've got no chance. Right. And so it's like <laughs> you're either focused and dialed in or yeah. you fail. And then you learn from that. And you like you need to teach yourself how to – and that was one of the big things I talked about like early on. Like work on your like approach game. Work on how you get mentally in the zone mm-hmm. just like you would for a big golf shot or yeah, a putt or something like sure. that. You know, you have to make sure that you get yourself dialed in to do that. So, yeah, um, so yeah I thought that was really cool that you did that. Um and then as you start going now, so you've been doing this for about two years, a year and a half. My anniversary date with Maria yeah. is, I think, February 15th. Okay, yeah. So, about so a year and yeah, half. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and you, one of the cool things is you guys have been very generous with helping out some of the Goldfish team to yeah. come on and, and be a part of Friendship also. And tell me how about like kind of how you guys wanted that to be uh, a part of your company's culture. Yeah, well, when, you know, Steve and I have, we worked for great companies prior to sort of starting Goldfish. And, um, you know, when we'd worked other places, they had always had these like, you know, incentives where they would like, you know, either pay for your gym memberships or they would, you know, you get a discount on your health insurance premiums, you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And when we kind of started our own company, we said, you know, we really want to sort of pay that forward. And we yeah. really um, thought that there was a lot of value in that, especially you hope people aren't as sick. Yeah. You hope it increases <laughs> yeah. like yeah, productivity sure. and, you know, everything else and morale and, um, showing, you know, the team that you really care about their well-being because we do. Yeah. Um, so, um, Stuart had come to us, um, from a previous job working in health and fitness and I kind of joked with him one day and I was like, can you like start a health and wellness plan for goldfish? And he was like, sure. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. can you just figure it out? And so he kind of started figuring it out. He's such a good sport about, you know, the things that I throw at him and, um, I was like, you know, meet with everybody and find out their goals and do all this. And then we kind of found out that some of the people thought it was a little bit weird because like it was like their coworker and not like an outside person. And yeah. um, some of it worked out really well, but then some of the people were just like kind of like just to appease us would tell them things, but we could tell they weren't really motivated. Yeah. And so um, Stuart had been, you know, doing a lot and on his own at, you know, different gym. And um, I said, you know, you should really come to CrossFit and, you know, we kind of, you know, talked through some things and then he started and just like absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we would talk in, you know, in the staff room or whatever and, you know, kind of joke around with each other about, you know, what'd you do today and all this. And then some of the other managers were like, what are you guys talking about? You know, we're like, oh, you know, CrossFit. They're like, what? CrossFit? You know, I can't do that. It's, that's, that's crazy. How do you guys even do that? You yeah. know? And so we were kind of like. They do what you did with your exercise and right. your asthma. Yeah. They Absolutely. sort of write themselves off yeah. right away. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. You guys got to check it out. And so, you know, we kind of started this thing for our managers where we're like, you know, if you guys are going to go, like that was like the rule. Like you have to go. You're yeah. not going to just, you know, pay for a membership and then they're not attending. Yeah. So we were like, listen, if you guys are going to go, like we'll support you. We'll be there, you know? And um, every single one of the, of the, people on our management team that has started are like thriving. I mean, literally thriving. Um, I saw Mike Yuck on, uh, at the, uh, at Murph yesterday. Um, and I was like, he looks so good. And I told him that I was like, you're killing it. You know, Um, he made, he made Meredith's day yesterday (laughs) because Meredith was looking for somebody to kind of partner with, but was kind of like, 
off the side. Mike like came up to her and was like, hey, are you looking for a partner? And she was like, yeah. And so she came over and she looks amazing. She's yeah. doing great. And like, and you know, he kind of had the same experience with the unknowns with uh, Andrea earlier this yeah. year. And yeah, I mean, just, and, and I think Mike's come out of his shell a little yeah. bit. It's just, it's been awesome to see, um, you know, the team success kind of take off and see them. Yeah. Just like you said, kind of grab the reins of their own health and fitness yeah. with it. And, you know, we haven't had any like accountability issues or anything oh, like they've that. Been they've amazing. all been great. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to, um, I know I've been talking with you and the ball's on my court. I got to, we've, opening Lewis Center, things have been a little crazy, but yeah. we're going to do the food challenge for, we're going to kind of take the next step with them yeah. and start, you know, a food challenge. And we've kind of talked through that and they're all excited and on board for it. And I think that'll really help. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times it's like, you know, you have to sort of model and demonstrate the behaviors you want other people to see. And yeah. so, um, you know, they hear me talking about, you know, oh, I packed some, you know, snacks and some food and, you know, oh, I can't have that or, you know, because I just don't like the way it makes me feel. Or, yeah. So now, you know, they're kind of working on it. And then, you know, we're hoping that our staff, you know, continuing down, our teachers, our front desk, that everybody's going to kind of say like, oh, like, you know, my managers, my leaders here are making really good choices. You yeah. know, I should do the same. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, so now as you guys grow, you guys are opening your third location yeah. and uh, third location in four years. Uh, yeah, we opened that's, yeah, we opened Dublin in March of 14. Yeah. So. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a pace that scares <laughs> the shit out of me. Uh, like I'm, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe just starting to like, you know, look into the idea of possibly doing a second location. And it's like, that's like after eight years and I like, um, you know, I'm maybe not as, as, uh, as risky <laughs> as I need to be. <laughs> yeah, but, but crazy, crazy is good. Uh, do you, you know, do you worry now with some of that stuff? Like as you guys go bigger and stuff, uh, do you worry that less people will be able to look at you guys directly as a leader? Like some of these other places have. Yeah. And so like, that's a big part of getting your leadership team and your management yeah. team and all that stuff on the same page with some of the, that stuff also. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I was just talking about this the other day, like, you know, when it was just Dublin, I was like so in tune to like everybody, like every single staff member, every single need, every single, like I was dialed in. And then when we opened Westerville, I was like, okay, it's like kind of having children. Like, honestly, yeah. like I, you know, and now you're like, okay, now, now I need to share my attention between two schools. And yep. so I think that we have like learned, you know, that the best way for me to like be all these places is by hiring the best people yep. and modeling the behaviors to them. Like I can't focus on all like 200 staff members. There's just not enough of me to go around. But if I sort of share my vision and my expectations and our core beliefs and model that to our managers where there's just like a handful of them, yeah, then yeah. they can, you know, trickle down. Trickle down. So that's kind of the approach we've just had, to, we've had to take out of necessity. And yeah. I think that's like all great leaders. I mean, you need to do that. Like mm -hmm. you don't, I used to go out and, you know, I would be on the pool deck and I would say like, you know, I just want to jump in and help that one swimmer. Yeah. And then, you know, some of my managers were, you know, sometimes more wise than I at times and said, why don't you work with the deck supervisor yeah. and work with them and then they can work with everyone. Yeah. All right, that was one of Tom's favorite uh, pet interludes. All right, so Charlotte was greeting her earlier, and now Blitz is barking in the background, and Maria can't control her. Uh, and so here we go. Uh, so you were talking a little bit about uh, just kind of like delegation a little yeah. bit, and uh, you know how you've kind of been been doing some of that. But tell me a little bit about like what is the purpose of Goldfish, yeah. and then where do you guys see yourself kind of kind of going in the future? You know, 
it's kind of funny. Our purpose has always been the same, but it's really sort of evolved and gotten a little bit more clearly defined. So when we started, you know, our our children attended the location in Michigan, mm-hmm. which is kind of how we found out about it. And we just, you know, fell in love with the concept and all these things. And so when we moved down here, I just sort of like was thinking, okay, you know, we're going to open a swim school and we're going to take, I knew I wanted to take really good care of our staff. Like, cause I grew up, my parents owned restaurants growing up. So I've always been, you know, involved in family business. So I was like, I knew what kind of like employer I wanted to be. And I just thought like, okay, you know, I'm going to have these great relationships with our staff and we're going to build that. And then, you know, of course we're going to teach good swim lessons. Um, and then when we opened, I was surprised to find not only like was the staff as important as I thought they would be, but like, our members really became like family to us, you know? And um, the more we talked to them and got their like, you know, they would tell us like what Goldfish has meant for their family and how it's changed their life. And I guess I like was naive to think that that would like happen. Like I, I knew that that had happened for us and I'd always told the owners up in Michigan like, oh my gosh, like Goldfish has been so great for our kids and all this stuff. But I guess I was just like very like, oh, like, we're going to do that for people. I I didn't really realize that. And so we really, um, you know, focused, obviously, on teaching children how to be safer in and around the water. Like, that's what we do. Um, But, like, the safety and, like, education piece has, like, taken off far beyond where I ever would have expected. We've seen probably, I'm probably being very conservative here, but we've seen over 12,000 children in Columbus through our free water safety presentations. So we've got a team of people... Um, uh, that have, that go out into the schools, schools, daycares, church groups, moms groups. I mean, you name it, any yeah. community organization, and we conduct free water safety presentations. Oh, and yeah. it's not a pitch on goldfish. Like it's it's not. It's not like okay, come swim with us. It's literally like here are water safety tips. Yeah, here's it's, everything you need to know. Yeah, like it's a half an hour. Our mascot bubbles comes out. Um, and but we talk about like how to look at you know proper life jackets. Yeah. You know the rules for the pool. I mean things that. Not every child in the area has access to quality swim programs. Yeah. So we want to try to touch as many children as possible and, and teach them and their families about how to stay safer, you know, in and around the water. So yeah. that sort of has, like, become, like, yes, we have the business and, and yes, you know, we're teaching children how to swim. But we also want to teach the, the children in our pools and the children in our community how to be safe. Yeah. Safer. Yeah. Um, so that's really been, like, where we've sort of, like focused um and I kind of feel like uh, you know from my quick and loans days when I when I worked there they talked about how you know the numbers don't lead they follow and we've taken that approach where like we feel like if we do the right things and we you know have the right intent and we focus on taking care of our members taking care of our staff that like the success will follow that and that's proven true yeah so that's kind of how we've taken our growth like we you know, I didn't necessarily know we were going to open this many schools in a shorter period of time. Yeah. But um, as a result, I think of us having an amazing staff and amazing people, and and trying to teach children and their families, and placing such a big priority on safety. You know, we've grown so quickly that there's just been demand. I mean, yeah. that's how each of these locations has been demand driven. It, it yeah. wasn't us saying like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna you know open another school right here." It was like people yeah. from the east side of Columbus saying like. Please, like yeah. we're driving all the way. Yeah, we're driving sure. forty-five minutes to Dublin. Can you bring something? And that was what Steve was telling me about yeah. the the woman who's going to be the first woman to be a part of all three yes. locations. Try to remember at yeah. all three locations. Yep. absolutely. So yeah. that's where it sort of come from. So um, 
you know, and then our core values, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, giving people, like, we love to celebrate, like, celebrate everything. Like, yeah. that's big for us. So, um, and I think, like, it, what's funny, when I talked about kind of friendship to our staff, our managers, a lot of the stuff I was equating, like, that were very similar. So, I feel like... I am always celebrating myself at the gym. Like, not yep. like in bad ways, but like, I'll be so excited that like, I'll see you like at Murph. I was like, Jeff, guess what? I did everything without a band. Yeah. Because I'm so like, used to celebrating our staff and our wins there yep. that like, that motivates me. Yep. So like, I'll see Maria or somebody, Andy, I'll grab anybody and like, tell them yep. like, I just PR'd my clean or whatever. And they're always so like, you know, excited for me. And yep. you know, just, I don't know. So. We love to celebrate. I think it's it's really important. Um, I'm such a goal-driven person that sometimes I forget to celebrate. So, like, because I'll move on to the next goal. Yeah, exactly. So, right immediately. Yes. Yeah. Great. I PR'd my squat. Now time to PR it again. Right here, let me so, put some more weight on. So now I'm like, I need to, like, give myself some celebration. So yeah. we really focus on that with our staff and, and, and at the gym. Um, you know, giving our members the golden experience. We always talk about that, going above and beyond, um, not just our members, but our staff also. Yeah. Um, you know, and you guys have always been, you know, that's the way I feel like you conduct your business, like making sure that everybody's happy, everybody's taken care of, what can we do to make your experience better? You guys have that survey. I mean, there's so many like things that are so similar with that. Um, so, you know, and obviously results, you know, we want to see results. Yeah. So we yeah. want the kids to learn how to swim. Yeah. That's, I mean, if we're not doing that, yeah. nothing else matters. Yeah, exactly. And same thing with you guys. Like, yeah. if people aren't accomplishing their goals, getting stronger, healthier, you know, yeah. more fit, then all the other things you're going to do are great. Yeah. But if they don't get results, Yeah, then, if I don't teach you to move better and right. eat a little bit better, right. then, like, I didn't do any of my right. job. Now, we can dial that into the nth degree. Right. But it's like, you know, that's that's our base. It's like, that's the, at the very least, like, yeah. you leave moving a little better, eating a little better. Yeah. At least we did that, right? Yeah. So at least you learned how to swim. So yeah. that's really, really cool. <laughs> I love hearing your, you get so excited. And, um, you know, when I went to Tony Robbins, he always talks about when people get more excited, they start talking with their hands, they start talking really fast, and then they start getting their move, bodies are moving all around. Uh, and you, like, embody that like crazy. And you did. Like, you just get all fired up. And I love seeing that out of people because I think, I, do, I mean, I think it's really rare. I think you're, um, you know, we try to encourage more people to celebrate more of the, the things that they're accomplishing yeah. every day. And, like, some people wouldn't see some of those things that they're doing that are incredible, you know, doing a hundred pull-ups without a band. It's incredible. Yeah. Like there was a time in your life I would have told you that you'd have like, oh, I would have laughed. Yeah, I mean, you'd have been like, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and, and we have this stuff every day and it does always, it's a little bit hard for me when like, when people are like, they are accomplishing stuff and they're not taking any time to celebrate any of it right. unless it's a 400 pound max. It's like something right. astronomical because they saw, you know, somebody like Omar do it on Instagram or something. Right. Um, it's like, well, you know, Omar has celebrated, you know, five pounds from 255 to 260 to 265, all the way up to 400 yeah. along the way. And that's what keeps him coming back. Yeah. And that's what keeps him motivated to continue on. You're not going to go from 300 right to 400. It's right. not going to happen that way. Um, so I love that. I love hearing your excitement and your voice kind of when you're talking <laughs> about that. It's the same thing when you talk about your business too. Yeah. So, um, you know, tell me a little bit about what prompted you guys to like, change paths and start your own your own like swim schools your own franchises because one of the things i talk a lot about is like it is okay to have kids yeah. and be in your late 30s or 40s and yeah. quit your job and go do something else like there are opportunities abound yes. there's a limitless amount of things that you can do and i think you're a great example of that so just tell me that story a little bit 
Yeah, um, I'll try to shorten it because it's, it's one of those stories that I've told so many times and every time I tell it I get so excited and then I just keep talking about it. So we, um, you know, we had had, I again, growing up in an entrepreneurial family, like I saw my mom and stepdad, you know, owning restaurants and I knew like sort of what it took, at least from yeah. as a child, seeing my stepdad having to like go into the, it was a 24-7 restaurant. Oh, okay. So yeah. um, sometimes getting called in, in the middle of the night, uh, yeah. um, things, you know, would go on and, you know, all of that. And um, my dad, you know, he's a um, hard, hard worker and he was, you know, worked a lot of hours. So I kind of, you know, had really good role models as parents in terms of work ethic. And I had, out of college, worked at Ford Motor Company and Quicken Loans and had really great experiences, met some awesome people. Um, but I think it was honestly like, my job at Quicken um, was largely commission-based, yeah. and I loved that yeah. because that's just how I'm motivated. Like, yeah. I would rather. And so, um, you know, once we had Catherine, um, so Steve and I started dating in high school. Um, and so we had known each other, you know, all through college and then afterward. And um, I had some some female reproductive-type issues. And so our doctor had said, listen, like, the earlier you can start having kids, the better. And yeah. we'd already been together so long. and. I was like, all right, well, we should probably start our family sooner than later. And so once I had Catherine, I decided to stay at home uh, to you know, take care of her and take care of the household and um, had Charlie and had Ben. And um, at that point, I was getting a little like kind of stir crazy, yeah. like a little bit, um, kind of felt like I needed something, but wasn't really ready to like jump back into, you know, quote unquote, a nine to five. Yeah. So I had started my own little business in my basement, um, sewing, embroidering, kind yeah. of just I had a little Etsy shop and it yeah. was fun money. Um, and so, you know, after Ben was born, um, Steve had been with the same group out of college for like 12 years, yeah. um, very loyal, very good group and, um, was traveling just like a lot more. And once we had three kids, like I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a lot for him to be gone. Yeah. And he felt like he was missing out on a lot. So we kind of said, you know, what is like they say the definition of, ins of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect yeah. different results. Yep. So I was like, we need to like change it up. Like, yeah. you know, see if you could go work for another company, but it's like the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, and so I was the one that said to him, like, what do you think if we opened up a goldfish? And he was like, what are you, are you kidding me? Like, what do we know about running a swim school? Yeah. I was like, what does anybody know about running a swim school, yeah. right? Like, I'm sure they have training for that, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. And so we reached out to the owners of the Farmington Hills location and kind of told them a little bit, you know, we'd been friends with them just from being members. And, you know, they'd been sort of become mentors of ours and we got to talking and I was like, you know, this is going to be really hard, um, but the long-term benefit, like the short-term pain should have some long-term benefit for us. And yeah. so... We talked with our parents and said, like, what do you think? And surprisingly, we were shocked. We thought they were going to be like, you guys are fools. Yeah. They were like, yeah. Like, do you need yeah. help? And yeah. we're like, yeah, actually yeah, we, we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of do. Yeah. Um, and so we looked at markets Michigan was spoken for. And um, I said, you know, if we're going to invest our life savings, like, we need to make sure this is a home run. Yeah. Let's do our research. Um, we need to move wherever we're going. Like, yeah. we're not going to run it from afar. We're going to, like, be there. Yeah. And so... Um, I had had the experience at Ohio State yeah. and knew Columbus, yeah. was familiar with it, knew um, it was a great place to raise a family from all the research we did. We talked with the local people and um, just kind of did it. So at the time ben, that we moved, Ben was um, Ben was like a year and a half oh, when wow. we moved here and he's yeah. six and a half now. Yeah. So we literally picked up... Um, you know, moved to a different state, started a business, had three kids that were in kindergarten and younger, yeah. and had never owned anything before, yeah. and you know, moved moved and 
kind of started this whole crazy venture. Yeah. Um, and we just had a lot of faith. I mean, it, looking back, if somebody would have said that to me, like, hey, we're going to do all this, I would have been like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're batshit crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what, what I think is the coolest part about that is just like you said, is like, but you're betting on, like, yourself. Like, 100%. Yeah. I wouldn't have bet on anyone else. Yeah. But I was like, I know what kind of person I am. And that's what our parents said, like, we know you're going to make this a success. Like yep. we know you, you're going to. And so they were like comfortable with it. Yeah. And you know, we, I mean, we're still hustling, but like it's yep. getting easier because we have a team of people yeah. now. It's yep. not just on us. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of what motivated it was really, we wanted time as a family, like long-term, like yeah. Steve wanted to be present and have flexibility so he could come to baseball games or swim meets or whatever. Yeah. And I wanted my husband to be, you know, I wanted, we, we wanted to be together, you know, yeah. we wanted to have time together. And so even though we're probably working more hours in a week than we would have, if we would have stayed with our previous careers, we're flexible and we're doing yeah. it together. Yeah. So it makes it, you know, that much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, one of my favorite sayings, and I think it's really true here is that like the best way to swim a mile is to swim 800 meters out into the ocean. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> swim, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're either going to figure it out or you're not. So I think that that's, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. and kind of in that same, uh, same boat of kind of taking a dive into something new, yeah. you've recently signed up and done some competitions inside of CrossFit. Yeah. And so I know at first that was like super scary it makes for you. Me sweat now. It does, just yeah. And when, when you first signed up, like the thing I love about competitions, this is why I, I enjoy having this kind of discussion with people is I think if you are looking to shake things up, if you're looking to do something that's going to kick you into another gear, kick yourself in the butt a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think signing up for a competition is a great thing. Signing up for a race, signing up for whatever it yeah, might be. something. Because immediately when you did that, especially a partner one, yeah. you were like, I've got to get in there and I've got to get my shit together. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, you know, the weak link or I don't want to not be able to do uploaders. I don't want to be not be able to do this. And then all of a sudden things really started to align for you. Like yeah. you started to get double under, you started to get pull-ups, <laughs> you started to get toes to bar and all of a sudden I'm coming in every day and like, I feel like I just walked in one day and like all of a sudden you're doing 13 unbroken pull-ups and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like I thought she did, couldn't even do pull-ups and now she's like doing multiple tricks. But I think a big part of that was like you, you took that dive a little yeah. bit, which was scary I yeah. think for you. Um, so tell me a little bit about like your first competition, yeah. subsequent competitions. Yeah. So well, Marie and I made a list of goals at the beginning of the year. Um, and it's funny because like a lot of them we've already like knocked off yeah. and it's, I mean, we knocked them off in like May yeah, I and I was like, and someone was teasing me. They're like, did you just not set high enough goals? I'm like, no, like legitimately yeah. they were real goals. Yeah. I just sort of progressed a lot quicker than I thought. And one of the goals was to do a competition. And, um, I was like, I was thinking about doing the festivist individual one. And I had sort of like told Maria that it was like on my radar. And so she was great and had me working through it. And, um, burpees and I are like learning to become friends. And so she had given me a bunch you, of burpee homework. Else in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, I, my goal was to be able to do 40 burpees in a row. Cause that was part of the festivist workout. And yeah. I did it in my basement one night. I was like, I can't remember. We were like watching like, I don't know, like some kind of CrossFit something on TV. And I was like, Steve, um, come downstairs with me. He's like, what are you? I'm like, I'm going to do those burpees. And he's like, right now? I'm like, yes, I'm going to do them. And you're going to do this workout and, or watch me do this workout and time me. And he was like, okay. So I, I just did it. And then yeah. once I did the burpees, I was like, huh, like that was the only thing I was really nervous about doing. And I did them. And yeah. so 
I was a little bit nervous about doing an individual competition. So I kind of told Maria, I was like, listen, like the big thing for me in that competition was the burpees and I did it. Like yeah. I can check it off. I think I would rather wait for like a, a team competition. Like yeah. I just felt like that would be a good introduction. And yeah. so one popped up on um, Instagram, the yeah. Granite Games community throwdown. And um, I, I showed her the workouts and she was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like great. You should totally do this. And yeah. I asked her like, do you know, do you know who might be like who I should ask? Cause I, you know, I didn't know. So she gave me a couple names and I reached out. And so, um, Sarah Clifton and Shelly and I signed up and I was so excited to have them as partners because they're two women that I've always looked up to since I started. Yeah. Um, and, um, so yeah, they were, we, we went and, um, you know, kind of, I kind of worked on some things with Maria ahead of time just so I kind of knew how things might feel. And then, so the girls and I had met just for like an hour once to kind of talk through strategy because it was like, you know, Shelly is a different height than Sarah and I. Yeah. We were, you know, team deadlifts and trying to think through those things. So um, I felt like as, like as prepared as I think I could have, especially doing it with two other women who I'm like, you know, good friends with, see every day at the class. Maria had, you know, kind of coached me through ahead of time. Um, so I went in. I mean, I was really nervous. Like I didn't, it was more of like, I didn't want to let my team down. Like yeah. I wanted to, and they were so sweet. They're like, you're not going to let us down. You're, you're like, you know, great. But I think there was a lot of that. And then once I was like a minute into the first workout, I was like, okay, yes. like I'm, it melts away. It melts away. Yeah. So it was a really, um, my, my, uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law came yeah. to watch me, which was super cool to show them like what I've been able to do. But more than anything, our kids came Yeah. and it was a really exciting opportunity for me to show them especially Catherine like the boys like they get it but they're still a little bit young but to show Catherine like look what like I'm doing this yeah like she knew how far out of my comfort zone that was yeah and you know I'm trying to like model those behaviors not only at work but at home yeah and to show our kids like you know you can do anything at any time doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter like you just have to decide to do it and do it yeah and so that was really neat and um you know Steve I think it was cool for me to show him like he's been so proud of me and so encouraging and all of that and to show him like look at like yeah. look at all of what I've been doing and here I'm doing it in this competition like yeah. even though I thought I was gonna die at one point um, literally was in that pain cave that they talked about that yep. I've never like truly experienced. Partner comps will do that to you. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, but I, you know, it was, it was great. I'm, I'm so glad I did it. Um, I'm talking, Lizzie and I are kind of talking about maybe doing, um, Festivus team in the fall. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm like ready mentally for an individual. Um, I, I know I'll, I will get there. Um, I'm closer now than I've ever been to being mentally ready, but yeah. I think I need like one more team one under my belt. So. Yeah. Do you talk to Catherine about how nervous it, like, it oh, 100%. You? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important <laughs> because I think it's like, I, I think sometimes kids, you know, I always kind of think back to my parents, like, um, you know, I, I think kids just naturally think like, I'm signed up for this and I'm just going to go do it. And they might even go and watch you and they yeah. might just not even ever, you never have that conversation about how right. like, no, this like terrifies me. Like, yeah. I'm really legitimately scared. Um, but you know, facing your fears and yeah. going head on with them and, you know, and then just communicating about what it meant to you afterwards and stuff. I think it goes a long way because kids are going to be like, they have to learn and face that so consistently through that like 15 year trek, yeah. whether it be, you know, tests and college admissions and scholarships and sports and this yeah. and that and jobs and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, I think sometimes you can get paralyzed by that, like fear of yeah. failure and not understanding that, like, 
look, sometimes taking chances and taking risks and doing things that are that far outside of your comfort zone yeah. are always the things that net the the best feelings afterwards. Yeah. So it's really cool that you guys could share that experience. And, uh, you know, I think for me, that's in my opinion, like not when I first opened the gym, you know, 25 year old single guy, like competitor infantry, like very different vibe than I am now. And yeah. legitimately, again, same thing, just like you guys, like I didn't necessarily know what would fulfill me or like what would be my thing but there is nothing that I think is cooler than watching some of like especially the young women but just the kids watch their parents and just watching them smile and soak it in and cheer for them and like I think that that is really the coolest and the most unique part about CrossFit no matter what else you look at you know it's like if you look at there's lots of other ways to get fit you can do yoga orange theory you know um you know personal training, whatever it is, or just, you know, go to lifetime, but none of those other, uh, fitness realms really give you the opportunity to like be on a floor, be at a competition, be at an event, experience that camaraderie, but also show them, like show your kids, Hey, I've stepped between the lines. Like I've been on the field and I've signed up for this thing and like I have competed and it is really empowering to the kids. Like at a degree that I don't think a lot of parents get right away. But as we start seeing some of those kids like get older, um, you know, Nathan and Julian, some of those, like you start to see a little bit of a work ethic out of them that like, you know, but they, they started, they were 11 years old, they were 12 years old. Um, and you know, they watched Ed competed at the masters and they, they did some of those things and, I just think it's it's so cool now. I think over the next 10, 15 years, uh, I think that'll be one of those things that like we all kind of look back on. Like that was actually a lot of the power of what we were doing yeah. is like showing our kids that like you can do that stuff. And so I think it's really cool. And, you know, the the three women you competed with, yeah. you know, all three kids. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, with Sarah, you get the three boys. With Shelly, you get the three girls. Yeah. And then you guys are mixed. Yeah. yeah. And so it's perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's – I just think that's so cool. And I was so happy that you guys chose to do that together. Um so it's awesome. And, uh, you know, we'll look forward to kind of you as you uh, start signing up for competitions, looking <laughs> forward to cheer you on with that. Uh, all right. So our last couple of ones, we're going to get into uh, giving the listeners some some tips, some fun things. Oh, boy. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to start with like a nutrition hack or a nutrition tip, something that you feel like you've done. And it could be, you know, specifically with the family, with the kids okay. or something that you've really felt like you've implemented yourself. And you talked a little bit about not drinking and stuff yeah. and, and some of that. And I think that that's one of those things, you know, I talk a lot about that with my parents. That's they're very uh, in their social uh, circle. A lot of their social circle is based around, you know, going out and getting drinks. We're going to meet for drinks before we're going to get dinner and we're going to order a couple bottles of wine. And all of a sudden, before you know it, like waking up the (laughs) next day and you kind of feel like shit. Yeah. Um, And so we've talked a lot about how not defining your, your social culture around always going out and, and drinking. Um, But, uh, but maybe something that's maybe a little bit more like tactile, like for somebody. Well, I guess I, the first two things that came to mind. So um, our youngest, Ben, has a lot of food allergies. Okay. So he's allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, dairy, egg, and sesame. So it can be – it was initially a challenge. Mm-hmm. We, he was diagnosed with all these allergies when he was maybe like six or eight months old. Oh, wow. So we've yeah. been dealing with him for a while. It's become second nature to us. But um, we have really implemented like – when I cook a meal, like the meal is for everybody yeah. and everybody's going to eat it. Yeah. So I'm not making Ben a special meal, you know, Steve a special meal, me a special meal. So I think when it comes to like kids and food and dinners, like we've just said like, this is like, we're eating a very healthy, well-balanced meal yeah. and like, 
eat or don't eat. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a short order cook. Yeah. Um, and we've done we've gotten really good at making things because of Ben that like you know that you can add on like almost like a little like you know a bar like a you know like a taco bar or something yeah. Yeah. because you know like you know Steve really likes cheese on his taco but Ben can't have cheese yeah. and you know all that kind of stuff. So we've gotten kind of creative. Our meals aren't really like really fancy and we usually rotate the same like however many things yeah. but they're easy yeah. they're healthy everybody will eat them um so i think like that would be one tip i would have is like especially people with younger children is to start them young yeah. with like you know not catering to everybody's every wish yeah. um and it just sort of became a default because of ben yeah you know um I like the addition point too. I think yeah. that that's really cool. It's like, hey, we're going to have this base meal here, right. but then we've got four or five different bowls. Right. And if you want something different, like so long as they're all healthy options, like 100%. sure, knock, knock yourself out. Right. And it's like, you know, we're going to do, uh, you know, like a, we used to do a gluten fire, a gluten free uh, like pizza dough. And then you kind of make your own, right. make your own pizza. But like all the options we would have were generally pretty healthy to put right. on there. And so, uh, so it was like, you know, Jeffrey would come through the line, my nephew, and just be like, yeah, sure, man, have at it, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's kind of cool to give the kids the freedom a little bit and let yeah. them decide what they, they like themselves. So, uh, that's a, that's a cool one. I like that. All right. What about, so mom tips. So you're an entrepreneur, own your own business, opening all these locations, three kids. Um, <laughs> what do you feel like is, uh, is one of those things like, from a mom perspective in the summer, what is something that you feel like you go to to, like, if I removed it from you as an option, you'd be, like, just totally screwed? Like the gym? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I, I mean, seriously. Say, but, but, like, like, <laughs> but think about, like, you know, it could be, like, a, like a carpooling option or the pool or, or this or that or the other. Like, what do you guys... What do you guys go out and kind of do that's like unique to your family? Do you um, like? I mean, I would say golfing. Yeah. I mean, we golf a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we can, you know. When and what do Ben and Charlie do when you guys golf? Do they come they with golf. you? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, it's really become, I mean, honestly, we moved to this, we moved 500 yards from our old house to our new house. And it was, we were looking for something on the golf course just because it's such a big part of our lives. We yeah. really um, wanted to be on the course. And so um, we play like, you know, again, this summer has been a little unique because of opening the business. We haven't yeah. had as much time, but um, we play a lot. So we will go, um, we'll usually take one cart um, because inevitably one of the children will need to like sit in the cart for a moment. Yeah. Um, otherwise I would make them all walk. They're yeah. not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll go and we, Catherine plays from like the junior tees. Steve and I play from our respective tees. And we'll usually have the boys like tee off um, from one of our tees. And then they basically, after that, will pick it up and then play in from like 50 yards in. Yeah, cool. Um, because any more than that, we've learned. Yeah. It's been a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Um, we've learned like, okay, 50 yards is about like any more than that. And they start getting frustrated. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and we let them like, you know, listen, like we don't expect them to like play. We want them to have positive associations with golf. Yeah. So we don't want to be like, you have to, you know, they're six and eight. Like yeah. we just want them to like understand we're very big in etiquette. So yep. they have to follow the rules. Like, you know, no running on the greens, no yeah. building sandcastles in the bunkers, um, yeah. you know, stay out of people's yards, be quiet. So it's taught them a lot about like rules and, you know, respect and etiquette and all that. So that was like our first sort of lesson for them. And then now it's like, you know, they'll come up and they'll putt and then maybe the next hole they don't want to play because yeah. they're tired and that's okay. Yeah. You know, they'll rotate walking and riding. So that is something that is like a family activity that we just really love. Yeah. Um, and, um, so yeah, that's, that's like a big one. And I think just like being outdoors in general, like we're trying to get them outdoors as much. The heat has been 
a lot. Yes. Um, so that's been, you know, I, I would rather be hot than 20 degrees. But, you know, we kind of have to balance that because um, Ben also has asthma with all of his other wonderful um, things. So he sometimes will get, it'll be difficult for him to breathe a little bit depending yeah. on the weather. So we, we find a balance, but we try to get him outside. And we had the sprinklers on last night and we yeah. were letting him run through the sprinklers. And then they went into the little river in the back and were splashing. And it was great, you yeah, know, so great. trying to keep him outdoors. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, and that's like... The cool part about golf, I think, is just like you said, I think it teaches a lot of etiquette, a lot of honesty and integrity, yeah. a lot of those other really cool core values with it. But I love it because it's outside. It's outside in nature and stuff. And, um, you know, it's not one of those – and it's a little bit longer yeah. too. It's not something that's just like, you know, hey, we have practice for an hour and then you're you're back. It's right. a little bit more lengthy than that. It requires a little more patience and some of those kinds of things. So I think that's a really cool sport that you guys pick up together. I don't think a lot of people end up, you know, picking up golf, especially with kids that young. Yeah. Um, and, you know, definitely I'm sure – that they can, especially when they get older, they will, like, after the golf course is closed, like, I sort of lived close to a golf yeah. course, but not on the golf course, but after the course closed, I used to just run and grab club and yeah. just go play the same hole just, like, over and over again, so uh, I think it's a cool thing to uh, to kind of get them enjoying being outside and enjoying playing those sports, especially together, yeah. um, you know, hopefully that can be something that they keep doing. Uh, all right, Dublin tips and restaurants, uh, so... What is your yours and Steve's favorite? We'll go both like date night restaurant okay. and also like family restaurant. Um, family restaurant's easy. It's one on one beer kitchen. Okay. Love, love, love one on one beer kitchen. They are every single part. Like I have all of my business meetings there. Like yeah. our kids go there. Like they are so accommodating with Ben's food allergies. Yeah. They like we know the chef there. We know like the wait staff. Like they go above and beyond for Ben. So as a family, like. Well, the places that we're comfortable taking Ben because of his allergies are very limited. And yeah. we've had some not so great experiences other places. So when we find those gems, like we're extremely loyal. Yeah. So 101 Beer Kitchen is the best because like the food is awesome. It's seasonal. They change their menu. They use local fresh ingredients. Yeah. Like I'm like a walking commercial. I have no affiliation with them yeah. other than, but they, they just take such good care of our family. So yeah. highly recommend that. Also good for date night too. Yeah. Um, I would say for date night, you know, the cool thing is Dublin is like growing yeah. like that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. They have all these new restaurants. Um, so we've been, you know, um, trying to sample all of them. Yeah. You know, um, I love eating outdoors anywhere outdoors. Like, yeah. that's my big thing in the summer. It'll be like 90 degrees out, and Steve will be like, Really? Like, <laughs> we need, I was like, We're in the shade. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. So um, I love the patio at Tucci's, okay. uh, a big favorite of mine. We recently discovered the Avenue. Yeah. They just came in, um, sat on their patio a bunch, um, have loved that. Oscars. Um, Really great patio. That's yeah, actually that's where we found that strip. And yeah. once that strip gets finished, oh, yeah. it's in that bridge is across. Yeah. It's going to be so picturesque. It's going to yeah. be really cool. So any of those, um, I would say, we love the Dublin Village Tavern too. Um, anywhere like downtown Dublin yeah. in the summer with a patio, I'm there. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's wrap up. So you're, um, so we're opening Lewis Center, yes, and that's at the corner like Orange and twenty three. Twenty three. So okay. just uh, off of Orange east of 23 before the railroad tracks and you guys officially open in like what five days monday monday whatever yeah. day that is yeah july like <laughs> 8th or 9th or something yeah. like that um so really cool very close yes and then uh, you guys have one in dublin and one in westerville yes right um and then uh as you guys start kind of advancing into uh lewis center area that's going to be a big area that's like kind of up for growth yes um are you guys uh are you guys looking at um Kind of with that with that newer area, are you guys looking to 
build different relationships, try anything new up there, or we're like, we're like, that's so far away, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, um, we're, I mean, we're like, I'm a big, my mom told me once that I was like a big connector. She's yeah. like, you're a connector person. You like, you know, introducing people and being, you know, finding people that are alike and, you know, that can complement each other and all that kind of stuff. So we do a lot of stuff with local businesses, like yeah. everywhere. Like I'm always like, hey, how can we work together? How can we? So I think Lewis Center will be really great because there is so much growth there. There's so much opportunity to meet yeah. new businesses and new families and everything else. So I'm really excited about it. I just heard about that crazy development they're putting up there with yeah. like, I don't even like was it sky an indoor skydiving and oh, yeah, yeah. water thing. I don't yeah. know, all sorts like of crazy stuff. Bit, yeah, yeah and like Top Golf. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for Top Golf. Yeah. So there's so much development up there. I think it's gonna be really cool um to just reach more families and you know, find more connections and um more business owners and just meet more people. Yeah. Um I think it'll be really uh exciting and fun and a little bit of a challenge though. So. Yeah, it's cool that you guys get to meet so many like get an intimate with so many new families like that. Especially in that area. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of like new first time home buyers and yeah. people kinda indulging in that new atmosphere, new high schools, new yeah. all, that, all that kind of stuff. We so. have so many high schoolers, like really good kids, um, that are gonna be part of that staff. Yeah. And I'm really like I love being somebody's like first job. Like yeah, I love when yeah. they come to us. So um, we've got a really good crew. They've been training. The great thing is they've been training for like weeks and some months at our other locations. Oh yeah. Which is awesome because when we opened Dublin, like they weren't able to train anywhere. Yeah. So this I feel like is our like best trained like opening staff. Yeah. So I feel like we're gonna we're gonna nail it. That's awesome. Yeah. Really really cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Liz. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, if you guys uh, want to check out Goldfish Swim School teach your tots how to swim or have some uh, nieces or nephews, uh, definitely check them out. Thanks.